Looking for a way to keep your kids or grandkids entertained? Just tell your smart speaker to play Vision Kids Radio. Vision Kids! Problem solved. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Foundations. But that's the prophecy of the Valley of Dry Bones. Mm. You're talking about um, the bones of an entire people, literally separated bones, just an, an entire graveyard of bones, and then God breathes life into them. Mm. Foundations. Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. In our last program, we were looking at how ancient Judaism looked at the concept of the resurrection of Mashiach, the Jewish Messiah. We learned that it wasn't a foreign concept at all, and in fact, became quite acceptable after some Jewish revolts resulting in the theology of catastrophic messianism. We looked at that last time, and we saw a couple of prophetic types of resurrection after three days, those being the examples of Jonah and Esther. On this program, we're going to focus a bit more on the specific time frame of the third day. It's really interesting, too, when you look at Judaism, that was quite fractious. And don't forget, there was numerous different denominations within Judaism. You had Sadducees who actually did not believe in the resurrection mm. at all. That's why and they were sad, you see. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was the Pharisees mm-hmm. and the scribes. They did believe in the resurrection, varying degrees, of course, but then... Have a look at Christianity, how many different denominations, and should we be water baptized, should we be sprinkled, and Mm -hmm. so many different views on so many different denominations. So the the Jewish community, religious community especially, was not unique, Mm. you know, amongst all peoples of the world. But it's really important probably to have a look at this issue of the resurrection and the third day, because it is a prevailing theme. Well, last time we spoke about this artifact that had been discovered called the Gabriel Stone. Yeah, how good was that? It was discovered in Jerusalem, uh, and they dated it back to pre-Christ, so about 4 BC is when they say that it was made. Yep. And it's got these words on it, in three days live. Yeah. And obviously it's created quite a stir amongst Bible scholars and Jews and others, because, of course, it may mean that the prevailing view in ancient Judaism agreed with a Messiah who would rise from the dead on the third day. Yeah. Now, of course, we looked last time at those two symbols of it, Jonah and Esther, which are found in the Old Covenant. Jonah, of course, resurrected after spending three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish. And Esther, her resurrection was a little bit more symbolic, but of course, it was three days of prayer and fasting. And then she was really relying on the king to grant her her life back when she went in to present herself to him. Yeah. And again, you talk about these reoccurring themes, and there are actually a lot of recurring themes. Uh, the biggest one, I think, is the number seven. Mm. Seven just appears absolutely yes. everywhere in Scripture. Then there's the theme of younger sons that mm. rule or take authority over older sons. Yeah. Uh, and that wasn't the norm. That wasn't the norm in any ancient culture in Judaism as well. Mm-hmm. But it actually is a prevailing theme of the younger son ruling over the older And then, of course, we're focusing on the theme of the third day. Well, as you said, there's lots of examples of this through the Old Testament. One that uh, is particularly special, I think, is when God told Abraham to sacrifice his son Isaac on Mount Moriah, Abraham immediately obeyed. The next morning he got up and he headed off to the mountain. And it was on the third day that Abraham saw the place of sacrifice in the distance. Can you imagine 
could you imagine what would have gone mm. through Abraham's mind when yeah. God said, I want you to take Isaac, take him to that place and mm-hmm. sacrifice him to me? Yeah, would have been three very long days for Three really Abraham. long days. And you know, straight away he got up and he oh, yeah. wow. Then there's another one when God gave the law on Mount Sinai. Do you know he did that on the third day? You can read that yeah, for yourself in Exodus right. 19. Well, there's another example of uh, Laban. In Genesis 31, it was on the third day that Laban found out that Jacob, his wives and children had all left to return to their homeland. Yep. On the third day, after Joseph interpreted the dreams to the royal baker and the cupbearer, remember those? Mm -hmm. Fascinating dreams. They almost seemed identical with a few slight differences. And then um, it was actually on the third day, after he explained those dreams, that Pharaoh actually restored the cupbearer but executed the baker. Mm, yeah. I would have wanted to be the, <laughs> the cupbearer. <laughs> Absolutely. Another example is in Exodus where God commanded the Israelites to consecrate themselves before giving the law. They were told to stand before the mountain, and on the third day God's presence came down in the morning with thunder and lightning and thick cloud and a very loud trumpet sound. I hope God has all of this mm. So we, on instant replay That's when right. we get there. I want to see all this stuff. Yeah, so there was also others as well, purification laws for the third day, laws about uh, leftover sacrificial offerings on the third day. So the, this third day theme is really prevalent in Scripture. Yeah, for sure. There's an example of it in Hosea 6. The first three verses says, Come, let's return to the Lord, for he's torn us, but he'll heal us. He's wounded us, but he'll bandage us. He'll revive us after two days. He'll raise us up on the third day that we may live before him. So let us know. Let's press on to know the Lord. His going forth is as certain as the dawn, and he'll come to us like the rain, like the spring rain watering the earth. Isn't that amazing? Mm. I mean, he's talking about virtually the Lord punishing his people, them being in absolute demise, but he's going to raise them up again mm. on the third day. That's right, yeah. That's pretty specific. And there are a lot of other verses too about the resurrection as well. Yeah, so Job 19 is a great example of this, uh, verse 25. As for me, I know that my Redeemer lives, and at the last he'll take his stand on the earth. So how long ago was Job? Mm. And he knows that at the last day, which still hasn't arrived, mm-hmm. there will be a resurrection. He's going to see his his redeemer. Yeah, stand. That's right. Isn't that amazing? Mm. Ezekiel thirty seven, which is you know the whole chapter is too long to read, but that's the prophecy of the Valley of Dry Bones. Mm. You're talking about um, the bones of an entire people, literally separated bones, just an, an entire graveyard of bones. And yet when the prophet prophesies, all oh, there's this rattling and all these bones come together. I want to see this yeah. on instant replay. <laughs> that would be all amazing. these bodies get back up, yeah. sinews, muscles, skin, and then God breathes life into them. Mm. What a picture of resurrection. Yeah. That's amazing. It is incredible. Well, one that speaks specifically of Mashiach is Psalm 16, verse 10. It says, For you won't abandon my soul to Sheol, mm. nor will you allow your Holy One to undergo decay. Now, what I really find fascinating about that one is that it's saying both soul and no decay. So that's talking about physical and spiritual mm. resurrection there. Yeah, that's right. That's amazing. Yeah, it is. You know, everywhere that Paul traveled, the very first place that he would go to was the synagogue and he'd reason with the local Jewish community from the scriptures, the old covenant scriptures. Mm-hmm. New covenant wasn't written by this point. But he was doing this to describe how the Messiah was going to suffer and die and that he would rise from the dead. Yeah. And uh, if you listen to what Paul said, I mean, he was breathtaking in how he described the resurrection and why it was so important. Yeah, it was. Well, in uh, 1 Corinthians 15, we see an example of that. 
you could read all of verse 1 to 8, but I'm just going to read a couple of verses, verses 3 and 4. It says, For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins, according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he was raised on the third day, according to the Scriptures. I love the fact that Paul Mm. is emphasizing that all these details were fulfilled according to the Scriptures, not from a vain imagination, not from a new revelation, not from any... Um, new prophecy, but we're talking about the original scriptures, the old covenant scriptures. And as we've just gone through a few and there's more, all on this theme of this third day and the resurrection is so Mm. very, very important. And again, you know, do you remember when Jesus confounded the Sadducees because they were talking about the resurrection and Jesus actually said to them, you know, you don't understand the scriptures and you don't understand the power of God. And I could just imagine them going blustering, you know. (laughs) But he said, haven't you read when God spoke to Moses, he said, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Mm. Therefore, he is the God of the living, not of the dead. And of course, suddenly that was the one and only time that the uh, Pharisees were on Jesus' (laughs) side. Oh, yes, he's absolutely right. So Jesus actually believed in the resurrection. He taught the resurrection and he showed even in the scriptures that the resurrection is real. Mm. God is not a God of the dead. He's a God of the living. Yes. So whether, you know, Judaism today likes the issue or recognizes or doesn't recognize the issue of the resurrection of the Messiah, specifically after three days, this is a very biblically sound and legitimate doctrine. And one day, one day, I hope it's soon, God is going to lift the blindness of their eyes and they will recognize their Mm. Messiah, just as we've been able to recognize their Messiah. Well, there's so much in this. We are continuing this study of Mashiach and we're getting towards the end, but we'll do more next time and continuing to explore this idea of resurrection. This has been Foundations, a look at the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. For study notes, resources and more, see vision.org.au slash foundations. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.